Welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. I have an excellent guest today on leadership. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, hi, Roger. Thank you for having me. So my name is Virginie Lemay-Frizer. I am based in Luxembourg. I'm originally French, for those of you who don't know me, but who can hear well, We it. could tell from the accent there that that was a French accent. You were not faking it. You, it's, no. a very, it's a very good French accent. Exactly, I cannot hide it. And um, I am a leadership trainer, coach, and consultant. Great. I used to work in uh, big organizations such as Amazon, and for the last uh, three years, I decided to start on my own here. There you go. Very good. Well, I, I want to thank everybody that's supporting Do Not Listen to This Podcast. Don't forget to go to the website, do not listen to this podcast.com. 50% of your donations go to feed stray cats and dogs, and we are into the thousands. I hope that by the end of this year, we can get at least 10,000 fed. So thank you. And let's jump into, let's talk a little, I want to take the angle of a little bit of cultural leadership too, right? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people forget how important culture is when it comes to leadership. And I don't mean culture of the company. I mean, where people are from, because leadership is different in, in, in every country in, in the world. So yeah. Talk a little bit about what I'd like you to expand on that difference and what you notice, uh, you know, being French. Sure. That, that, that's different. Yeah, no, that's a great, a great question, Roger. So um, I've always actually worked in big international companies. I've never mm -hmm. worked in France, actually. And so I've always uh, managed teams with people coming from different countries and cultures. And one thing or two things actually I learned is, first of all, emotional intelligence is mm. very important because, again, what is uh, obvious for you may not be obvious for someone else. Uh, yeah, the and same might even be different within their culture. What, what might exactly. be emotionally acceptable to you might be emotionally unacceptable to somebody else. It's a really good thing. Exactly. Yeah. And the same with humor. If you're trying to oh. make a joke, yes. if you know something from in one country, for instance, in France, we would laugh about something. And maybe if I would tell you the joke, you may think like, what is she talking about? You know, it's not funny. When it's right? funny, humor is very interesting because the only kind of humor that translates cross-culturally, I mean, across all cultures is physical humor, right? Um, that's really the only, that's why Jerry Lewis was so popular in France Yes, when, you know, true. back in the day, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And you, you know, that's why somebody like Jim Carrey, you know, or or even Mr. Bean, you know, that kind of physical, you know, that just yes. transcends everything. So, yeah, and uh, humor in the workplace is always tricky. Um, it is because it's it, it can be divisive. It can be incur it can be healing. It can be all kinds of things. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why to be emotionally intelligent, okay. to pay attention to all these subtleties is very, very important. And linked to that is obviously communication, uh, the way you communicate to people. Uh, again, some cultures, they may not tell you directly what they think or if they have questions or if they disagree. So as a leader, you need to encourage this to say it's okay to disagree. It's okay to ask questions. Yeah. So you have to be very mindful. Yeah. You, that's a very, very interesting point. You know, and some people don't understand this. In some cultures, being direct is rewarded, but in most cultures, it's not rewarded. It's punished. It's it's yes. only a very few where the direct communication is, you know, um, is is rewarded. Um, and even then, when you're if you are in a culture where the direct is rewarded, 
it's almost impossible to get people that are, you know, um, conflict adverse to all of a sudden become conflict confident. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And you don't need to be really in different regions. Like, for instance, I've worked in the Netherlands and mm -hmm. I worked with lots of Dutch people. And sometimes they were telling things to me and I was like, oh, my God, they're so direct. And then I had mm -hmm. to take a step back and think, oh, but they don't mean it personally. That's just the way they are. So no, in that's right. Holland, they are, cl are actually close. It's like 300 kilometers different. Right. But still, you, you notice this difference. So that's why when you work in the internationally or communicate with people from all around the world, like we do on LinkedIn and other platforms, right. We always have to keep that in mind that people may not react the same way, may not act the same way. Right. And um, that's why it's very important to pay attention to all these Let, things. Let's go a little deeper on both of these topics, um, just because I think they're worth expanding on. Mm -hmm. um, which one do you want to expand on first, the communication or the emotional intelligence? Whatever. No, it's, it's, your, it's, it's up to you. It's, it, it's basically your show. I'm just here to oh. make you look good. Um, <laughs> so well, let's start with emotional intelligence. Okay, great. Talk about what that is, and even more importantly, what it is not. Oh, excellent uh, point. So to me, what it is, it's really listening to others and trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Um, really to be mindful again, as I said before, to be mindful that whatever you want to say comes across as what you really want to say and that right. someone doesn't misunderstand or gets offended or confused or whatever. Right. So you really, really need to pause because as I say, some cultures or some nationalities may be reluctant to ask questions, to yes. say they agree. So really pause and give the opportunity to provide feedback, to ask questions, to encourage people to, to do that. So that's very, very important. So what it's not, it's, I would say it's just thinking, okay, because I am the manager of a team or I'm leader of an organization, I say something and you all have to do whatever I say yeah. and don't ask questions. Yeah, that was that a long time happen. ago. That worked it, well, that way a long time ago. It doesn't work that way today. It hasn't worked Correct. that way in a long time. That's correct. That's correct. And especially now when you say actually um, culture differences, and obviously we're talking about people from different countries and cultures, sure. but there is the other aspect as well is um, now nowadays as well, we also have different uh, mindset. And by that, I mean younger people. So the millennial, the Gen yeah. Z working now with people still who are like baby boomers. So you also yeah. have a kind of a culture clash. And here as well, you need to be mindful that if you say something to, let's say, a younger person, you may not use the same words, you may not act right. the same way as if you're talking to someone who is older, who has more experience. So all of that is part to me of really emotional intelligence, to really pay attention, to, to, to observe, to pause, to listen, and as I said, to to wait for feedback and to wait for, for questions. So that again, you, in the end, you're the manager or leader and you're the one who is going to take the decision, but at least you've taken other points of view into consideration. When you are working with a client mm -hmm. and it's clear that they're not gonna get anywhere near emotional intelligence, they're, they're, it's mm -hmm. just not gonna happen in this lifetime. Because there are people who just, True. they, you know, they, just have allergic reactions to anything that's even remotely connected to psychology. 
So, <laughs> I've had one of them recently. Actually. Okay. Okay. So I was going to say, when you have that happen, what? How do you? I mean, that's actually probably the best thing for somebody who does emotional intelligence because you have to figure out, okay, can I can I get this person to convert, or am I just walking away? So, how do you handle that situation? So it was not easy. Actually, I was asking questions, a lot of questions. I said, yeah, but what if you would right. do this? And what if you, you would do that or think of that? Or have you ever thought of this or that? Sure. So really trying to challenge the person. Uh, in my case, the, the answer I was always getting, it was yes, but. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, but. The, the, the yes, but is a great answer. I mean, it's funny when we... Uh, when, uh, We've done a couple of them in the polls recently, and some of the LinkedIn things, some of our leadership questions that we don't use anymore in, in leadership training are the direct ones, like what's more important to you, people or profits? And it's so funny because one of them is, and it's fluid, depending upon your age and all that stuff, it's going to be yeah. one. You just need to know that for yourself. Yeah. And it's so funny how defensive people get in answering that question. It's like, look, one of them has 51% more importance to you than the other. That's all. That's all we're trying and they'll answer it like it's a company question. And we'll go, no, no, we're not asking you if, uh, obviously if for the company profits are more important. That's me, that's, that's an over, but what, what about you? And it's very funny how the people that are money motivated, like are almost ashamed to own it. Yeah, that true. they're money, money motivated, which is kind of funny, which it, it says, says something, or they, they don't care. And that's what they're all about. And the, you know, then that's, that, that can even be more dangerous. Yeah. And the same is true of the people, you know, there's, there's people that, you know, putting people first is, is great. And then there's an unhealthy people pleaser kind of putting, you know, all that stuff. So it's so, yeah. it's so funny that the, the, um, how the direct questions kind of, you know, mess with their heads and kind of automatically give you an answer to their, their, to their current level of emotional intelligence. Yes, um, that's true. And, and it's also not being a therapist. That's what I think a lot of people don't understand is that emotional intelligence is not about being a therapist at all. No, you, you're not. That's true. No, exactly. So what, so what did you do in that situation with the person that doesn't quite get it or doesn't look like they're going to be able to get it? What did you do? What, walk us through what happened in that and then we'll jump into communication. So that's, I, I really asked a different question. And then when I, I saw she was really stuck, I was trying to speak about something. Else. And then again, what do you think of that? And have right. you ever tried this? Or have you ever done that? And I, I kept you, coming you back loop, into the yes, right? but. Exactly. And I was thinking, okay, I'm, I'm not get, getting through. Yeah. Um, I may, so I gave her some advice of how I could help her. Right. But I also told her exactly what you said before. I'm not a therapist. So maybe right. there are other issues that you need help with, like a psychologist or whatever. Yeah. So maybe you need to reach out to such a person so that they can also help you unblock things. Yeah. And then again, once you've unblocked things, then I can continue yeah. to work with you further. What, what, a great, what a great way to solve it. Because I think that's it. I mean, I think, you know, some people, they need help. And they don't realize exactly. they need help, you know, yeah. and there's exactly. nothing wrong. I, I mean, therapy yeah. saved my life. So I'm pro therapy, you know, it's yeah. exactly no. And, and some people, as you see, some people are ashamed of admitting that and, and they're not daring saying things. And sometimes, yeah, you just need someone to kind of uh, say it or, or say it's okay. Everybody needs help at some point in our lives. And maybe for you, that's the time now. That's right. Uh, but I've, yeah. No, that's right. And then, uh, you know, the, the good thing about when you do go get help, this is the thing I, and it's, you know, it's May is mental health month, but I do think 
when you do go get help and you get to the other side of it, you then are automatically wired to help other people. You, 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 you get to give back. It's not like a, you're not forever stuck. Um, yeah, exactly. so, so let's shift into communication. Let's, mm-hmm. what are the most common mistakes, communication mistakes mm-hmm. that you see leadership make? Uh, I would say there are many too. The okay. first one is one that I mentioned a bit earlier is that just people talk. They talk and they don't give the others opportunity to ask questions mm. or to provide feedback. They just talk, 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 and that's it. Uh, and maybe they have time at the end. Yeah, uh, there's two minutes left. Anybody mm. has questions? So yeah. that's a, a mistake I often see. Right. And the other one I would say is, is a combination between, again, not paying attention to your audience, so to who is in front of you. And, and I take two, I'm thinking of two examples now. Uh, one is like you're having a one-on-one with your manager, etc., and the manager is in front of you talking to you, but at the same time he's answering his emails, he gets a, a message, right. a WhatsApp, etc. So he's multitasking, and the person in front of you is thinking, well, I'm here, it's just my time, and you're not focusing, so that's very right. frustrating. And another example is um, someone who would do a presentation with, again, people from other countries in the room, and first of all, not talking in English to make sure that everybody understands. So they would use another language and then half of the people or some of the people would be left out because simply they are not fluent in that other language. Right. Or they just, again, continue doing their presentation, looking, um, not looking at their audience. And again, just, just going through their presentation and at the end just say, okay, any questions? And right. that's it. And so I think to me, these are uh, two very important points in communication that people, and, and it's the inter- interlinked with emotional intelligence. They really right. need to, to, to communicate better. And by communicating better, that means listening and pausing and, and reading, paying attention to, to who is in front uh, of, uh, I, of us. I think you're right about this being probably one of the biggest mistakes is that leaders too often don't really have healthy listening skills. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when, when a leader doesn't have healthy listening skills, how do you help them? What do you do? What do you do? What do you, how do you get them from A to B? So I usually tell them something very obvious that we don't always think of. I say we always have two ears and one mouth, and that's right. for a good reason. Right, right. And just, sometimes people just look at me thinking, oh, yeah. I never but it wakes them up. It, it wakes exactly. Them up. It right. makes them up. And so um, that's the first thing I tell them to just to remind them something very easy. And then, as I say, I, I try to tell them, slow down, pause give gifts from people time so i try to coach them as well uh, whether if, if it's um uh together the person is giving a presentation then i try to uh to yeah. chat on the side and say slow down a little bit ask if there are questions or afterwards then uh, if i'm there and i've seen what they've done i say well here you did that well but here maybe you could have given a bit more time etc so that's how i try to i think to that's great tips as well. yeah i yeah. think i think the the biggest mistake i see is people trying to do too much in one thing. Yes, correct. Like if you're, it's like, like they're talking about three things. You know, they're like, okay, I got, finally got everybody together. I can now, now we can cover. It's like, no, no, you can cover one thing and you might get lucky. Exactly. 
And actually, it's better for people to observe the knowledge because if you give too many information, too much information, and again, especially when you have people in the audience who yeah. are not native in that language, they already have some time to, to understand what you're saying and then they need to absorb the information. So like as you said, maybe fewer is better because at least people have time to digest and ask questions and think about what has been said. Yeah, and I also think, you know, when you add in the cross-cultural element of it, meaning different, you know, different countries, different, I think that you have to understand that if something would take uh, three months to do in your country, Mm -hmm. right for every group of people that you're adding in there you've got to add an extra month or you know so it might take you a year to accomplish uh, uh, you know but but what that accomplishment is so much bigger than what it would be if you were just dealing with your your particular country correct yes um what do you think are some of the good things that people do with communication what what's what's some examples of positive communication that you've seen um, so I've noticed that maybe that's uh, because of the situation we've been in these last mm -hmm. few months or even year. I think yeah. people are trying to be a bit more um, aware of that and trying to include people a bit more. So now a lot of people are doing uh, training, workshops, etc. online. And I think um, by really uh, providing things in advance, so sometimes if you provide handouts, mm. I've seen people providing handouts or copies of the presentation. So they've got that. They've got that before the thing even starts. So they yes. kind of they kind of know what they're walking into and what they have to pay attention to. Yeah, that's a great exactly. point. Exactly. So I think that that helps people again if they follow something online now, where they have something next to them that they can view. Maybe yeah. they have had time to print out before. Uh, so I, I, I like that. I think it's great because, again, people also have different ways of learning or of, uh, of right. uh, hearing and listening to things. So maybe some people are more visual and they will want to see something. Some people would want to hear. Some people will want to practice. So by doing all these things and, again, providing some stuff in advance, I think that's a great way to help people. And, and so that, again, your message comes across better. No, it's a great point. Um, so... Uh, what would you want somebody who's listened all the way up to this point in the show and, and they do, that's the mm -hmm. good news. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I see the data. Um, what would you want them to take away from this episode? Well, what I would like to tell them is again, where, wherever you are, it may be talking with your family members, talking with your colleagues, your managers, your clients, your suppliers, always put yourself in the other person's shoes and mm. never assume. That would be the two things I would say. Like I said at the beginning, it's not because something is obvious for you that it's obvious for this, the other person. It's not because it's something that you've known for ages that it's known for the other person. So really, really put yourself in the other person's shoes and, and ask, uh, does that make sense? Do you understand mm -hmm. what I mean? Do you have questions? That way people can feel uh, that, yes, you, it's not just a one-way conversation, but it's a two-way. Mm -hmm. And also because then that way uh, people have a chance to make sure they understood and then be more engaged and maybe more involved. And then that way you, you get um, people are better committed. And then if you need something from them, they will work with you to achieve your goals. I think that's great. Well, thanks for coming on the show. You were excellent. Thank you very much for having me, Roger. It was a pleasure. Thank you.